Hello, welcome to the podcast of Startup Recruitment Failures. I'm Indra, founder and CEO of JobRely. We're building LinkedIn automation platform for outbound recruitment. And today my guest is Jonas Karklias, co-founder at North Security. Jonas, could you please introduce yourself and your company? Hi, Indra. Hi, everybody. Nice to be here to talk um, with you about uh, HR and recruitment. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, we've been working for a while building North Security, one of the uh, greatest uh, cybersecurity company here in, in Lithuania, but uh, scaling globally. So, yeah, looking forward. Thank you for, for your time and participating in, in this podcast. And Jonas, what is the, I don't know, biggest or latest recruitment failure you had? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, recruitment is always a special area for me because, you know, it's related with people and people are, you know, uh, the best part of, you know, running business. And, um, you know, it's hard for me to talk about failures because it depends on your uh, general approach running business. And for me, it means, you know, learnings. And uh, we learn a lot during our time building uh, this particular business and, uh, you know, hired uh, thousands of people. But yeah, the, the funny story perhaps is related with our uh, new initiative, uh, uh, opening an office abroad. Mm-hmm. You know, we always had a dream to be, you know, international company and always wanted to be in Berlin because, you know, it's a very uh, unique city bringing, you know, people all over the world and, uh, you know, uh, cultures uh, from, you know, Australia to Brazil and, and other places. Mm-hmm. But, you know, our uh, pace is always, you know, start uh, doing and learn by doing and uh, we started to hire people over there and uh, you know we learned that uh, it's a bit tricky because uh, you know we at first we didn't have a local entity there we started mm-hmm. uh, you know employ these guys you know in uh, in Lithuanian entity and uh, we understood that you know we can't even pay salaries mm-hmm. after first month because we don't have blue cards because you know people working there from you know other countries than you know Europe Union they are not officially citizens so it means uh, we have to improve our you know entity in terms of owning a blue card which is a mandatory so you know we had to hurry up to open a new entity to uh, transfer all the guys you know to the new one mm-hmm. and then you know be really precise with you know following processes and uh, secondly it was really tricky when we wanted to open an office uh, because the new entity was the, without any track record. Mm-hmm. And in Germany, you have to have something, you know, at least running for six or even more months. So mm-hmm. we have to find a solution, you know, how to convince the, uh, you know, local uh, rental companies to, uh, to give us, you know, the uh, the new office. <laughs> so it was a mess at the beginning, you know, but it's our style, you know, to be really focused on the end result. And now, you know, we think everything and we have a beautiful office in this uh, in berlin mm-hmm. you know more than 100 people coming from uh, you know 
all over the world. And uh, first 30 people were, you know, not even uh, German guys. So that's why perhaps why Berlin is beautiful. Amazing. I really love like, you know, doing developing startup, you can be really hustling, right? So you hire people and just then you think uh, what to do, how to pay salaries. And it's always, you know, possible to manage to find the solution instead of like preparing it for a year or longer and just then to start doing something. So yeah, momentum is is really great. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and uh, now we learn a lot, you know, and we can advise um, to our friends or other companies, you know, what to do at the beginning. And we know if we want to open an office, you know, in other location mm -hmm. uh, that we have, you know, at least uh, two, three people who would be responsible for that particular uh, you know, task to establish uh, that entity and, and the office itself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now we are much stronger in, in terms of this, you know, question. I can imagine, but uh, it's still because, you know, it, it requires preparation. And uh, did you manage to solve um, these uh, questions uh, fast? If people are employed, I believe you need to pay the salaries as soon as possible. How long did it take for you to align everything? Yeah, you know, our legal advisors uh, told us, you know, that it's going to be impossible to solve all these issues, you know, in one or two months. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we convinced everybody to work really hard, you know, to be on time with, you know, salary payments and so on. And we were late only two weeks and we paid, you know, bonuses for those who waited and believed in us. So when you really want and you have, you know, a robust uh, challenge, so... You know, nothing is is a, an obstacle for you. This is impressive. This is really impressive. And how to open an office, like how to manage uh, to get uh, rent uh, if uh, there is such a rule that you have to, you need to have a track record. Yeah, so we convinced, you know, local uh, governance that, you know, we have a really, really big company here in Lithuania and a couple of other locations. And, you know, we, we are selling our software to almost every company country mm -hmm. and you know and we can guarantee that you know we have you know everything in place and you know we are we have uh, stable finances and everything and and they not uh, after one you know conversation but after a couple of you know meetings uh, these guys understood that we are serious and mm -hmm. and then yeah we were successful so we were really happy about that you know i can imagine but I believe there was uh, quite a lot of stress uh, dealing this and you know that uh, you know other people depend on that too right Absolutely you know and uh, we have a really good track record about you know HR things and dealing with people and uh, you know empowering them to work and uh, mm -hmm. achieve uh, decent goals you know in their uh, own careers and you know when you can't pay salary and you are late two weeks so you're really pissed off and uh, you have to hurry up yeah. but it's uh, on the other hand it's a good motivation for everybody and as I mentioned previously you know it's a really big learning and uh, every department learned uh, a lot you know, uh, including HR, legal and, uh, you know, hiring managers as well. So, yeah, it was important for us, you know, by all meanings. Would you regret that, uh, that you weren't prepared? Uh, would you do you wish, you know, making all the processes in order before hiring people? Or do you think it was... Uh, 
a good way, you know, to start and uh, this pressure helped you to make everything way faster. Yeah, I think that, you know, combining everything and summarizing what we did, I think still we were at least one month faster, you know, mm -hmm. comparing to that, you know, more robust way of doing things and, you know, planning more, for example, in this case. But, you know, we will use that information and those learnings, you know, in the future. So I think it saved time for us. And, uh, you know, I'm not regretting that at all. Great, great. I, I really like the attitude here. Mm. And when it comes to uh, people, because the recruitment is uh, is always people, uh, do you have any story when you hired and when you regret that you hired that person? And w was there, I believe, if, if, did you say that it's 1,000 uh, employees now? Yeah, in our group, there are more than 2,000 uh, people, actually. So, oh, wow. uh, you know, we can calculate how many interviews we had. And, um, you know, it's I, I personally believe that it's impossible to be like 100% sure when you are hiring because mm -hmm. I could say that sometimes it's a bit of lottery uh, because, you know, some people are, you know, capable to sell uh, themselves much better than others. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it would be hard to say that, you know, we regret something, but sometimes you can face uh, really funny situations when people during the interview seems that they are not interested in your company, in their role. Maybe uh, it seems they, that they lack uh, some skills mm -hmm. or similar stuff and you're, you choose, you know, other candidate. But after a while, after six months, for example, you need to scale that particular team and you're getting back to that person. Mm -hmm. Then you hire, you, fo you think that, okay, maybe that person won't deliver like a rock star. But actually, sometimes that person delivers and performs much better than, you know, like uh, the whole team. So this is really nice. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, it looks like a bit obscuring uh, that it's hard to choose. Yeah. But this is uh, the way it is, you know, sometimes it's really hard. Yeah, I, I totally agree. To be 100% sure about the hire, it's, it's impossible. I don't know how you could measure and assess uh, in, in order to be 100% sure. Was there any situation when uh, you felt maybe not a regret, but um, maybe it was like very obvious that you missed something in, in checking or asking a candidate and uh, yeah, the hire was a failure, like the person was not fitting and the team was not fitting for the person too. Yeah, you know, those situations actually happen quite constantly mm -hmm. because, you know, when you need to hire a lot of people, sometimes you are, you are in a hurry and yeah, sometimes you make mistakes, but actually... Uh, I have a couple of rules when hiring and uh, the first rule is, you know, if you feel that something is wrong, but it's hard to put those things on the paper, don't hire that person. Mm -hmm. You have to be 100% confident to hire and believe, in, you know, in, in the future working together, mm -hmm. even though sometimes you also fail. But uh, when you hire someone and you felt that probably, you know, something is wrong and it's like always, you know, after six or I don't know, nine, 12 months, you feel and see that, you know, it's impossible to work together and uh, that person is not performing at the level you be, you expected. Uh, so at first you have to be, you know, 100% uh, sure and uh, to feel that. Mm -hmm. uh, secondly, I always check, you know, the background, not always 
companies, you know, the the companies that the person worked before, but the education, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we need persons with the growth mindset, Mm -hmm. because uh, that kind of people always hire uh, better than them. And this is the rule if you want to have a really, really, you know, outstanding team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, reference is always, you know, nice, uh, but uh, it's not like 100%. Also, the last thing you need uh, to concentrate on, but it helps, you know, Mm -hmm. because, you know, especially here in Lithuania, because, you know, it's not a really big community. uh, So it's better to emphasize, you know, particular person if he or she is not uh, like uh, delivering at all or mm-hmm. you know job is not uh, like uh, the main function or the main goal you know during the the work day mm-hmm. and when you mentioned the educational aspect what about the myth that well there could be a great and uh, very well de- delivering person uh, without any education like higher education at all do you believe in that or are there some uh, cases say uh, you had that it's true or it's better you know to see that the person invested in themselves yeah for sure you know if you look at bill gates for example or steve jobs you know they are like without higher education uh, because they dropped their universities because they were too smart you know for <laughs> for their uh, organizations but yeah sometimes you can find the brilliant minds without you know trendy universities or so and or even without universities Mm -hmm. so that's not a rule that you know everybody has to have you know that particular education so yeah in that case you have to check the ability to perform on their i don't know particular role or you know previous experience doing something or previous uh, jobs so we have uh, quite uh, quite nice success stories here in our company. Mm-hmm. And um, what is more, uh, I think it's also really important to choose the right character, you know, for yeah. especially for the stage uh, of the business, because, you know, you can have really, really smart, educated uh, and ambitious persons. But for example, if you need to launch a startup, so you can't uh, pick the person who loves documentation and concentrate on the processes. No, you, you need hustlers, you need someone who can, you know, uh, dream about doing something new, create, test and so on. And then uh, after, you know, some uh, growth stages you can you know bring those guys to prepare decent processes and documentation so this is also really important role for me yeah i i agree and and what is your uh, what is the culture at north security like what what kind of or type of uh, people or personalities are uh, best matching uh, your culture. Yeah, North Security is you know a, it's a big group. Uh, our you know first product and uh, flagman is uh, no doubt NordVPN, the largest VPN consumer uh, mm-hmm. provider globally. And you know we have smaller uh, brothers and sisters like uh, NordPass or NordLocker or NordLayer. So products for ultimate security and productivity uh, of your personal needs and your company needs uh, so it's password manager 
encrypted cloud storage and network security solutions. Mm -hmm. These products are different and we, you know, we like different cultures and we have, you know, uh, we try to bring uh, different people and different leaders because as, as I mentioned before, for those new products, it's really important, you know, to be really quick and uh, try to overcome a really tough competition coming, you know, from from global market uh, because, you know, everybody's trying to get uh, enormous uh, investments uh, from from uh, venture capital companies. Mm -hmm. So culture is really different, but, you know, I really like to work here because every day you can meet a spectacular person and professional, you know, from, you know, a really specific uh, position to the leading manager. Yeah. Uh, so you can learn itself new things, uh, which is really fantastic. Mm -hmm. And we try, you know, to foster, you know, the autonomous culture, uh, including accountability, mm -hmm. uh, that uh, everybody could feel relateness and, uh, you know, that every day, every month, the level of the competence would grow. And, you know, we understand we are, we are not going to work all together until the, the our, you know, end of the life. So it's important if the person leaves, the person has to live a bit better that that he or she you know yeah. came uh, to our company yeah. so it's important to invest in, in the in the guys and this is our culture so we move fast because you know we are in a global market so nobody is waiting for you you know you can't be too stable so changes are the only constant uh, thing uh, yeah. in our culture <laughs> exactly exactly this is a great paradox here well I, I worked myself, um, not at North Security, but at Cousin, uh, as you said, you know, uh, like in, in, in a group, like relative company at Surfshark. And, uh, of course, a different team uh, are autonomous and they have uh, maybe di a little bit different culture inside. But for me, the group uh, was also like a university campus, like where you come and you meet uh, awesome people, you need some help, you can go ask, uh, you need some discussion of friend you can find. And it's a, it's a really amazing culture and I admire university life. So for me, it does, and that was always uh, like kind of university where you have your projects, you, you have your focus, but you have like peers, uh, willing, you know, to participate and help you achieve the, those results. And when it's like this, it's always very important to find um, similar personalities, right? And, and similar attitudes or uh, like people with similar approaches to work. And I believe, um, I don't know, have you ever had a situation, especially when you mentioned in the beginning that you felt like it's not, something is wrong, something is not fitting, but you cannot describe to others and others don't see any uh, mismatch here and you hire that person and you see that, well, you, maybe it's not a failure, but it's not a perfect match, right? In terms, especially in terms of the cultural fit. Yeah, for sure. But before going there, uh, I would like to say that we are super happy that, you know, uh, you work together with us and, you know, help to establish such a great company with, you know, uh, such a great team, mm. uh, best talents and uh, 
you know, and we can see now the result of that, you know, beautiful job. Uh, it was a really nice uh, period uh, working together. Thank you. Uh, always welcome. So, yeah, and answering your question. So, of course, if I understood the question uh, well, mm -hmm. uh, so, of course, we had and I personally had some guys, you know, that, uh, you know, was mismatched, let's say. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you can't be the only, let's say, uh, accountable person you know, for that uh, situation, because, you know, both sides have to be like, you know, really open and honest, mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, you have to understand if you both want to go to the that particular direction, you know, and uh, if it's a good match, if it's, you know, a good pace for you, culture, I don't know, tech stack or whatever. So both sides uh, have to prepare their, you know, homework, and uh, probably dive deeper. And then it's a better chance, you know, to work longer, uh, you know, to be a better team, to have a better team chemistry. Mm -hmm. But, you know, not everyone is doing uh, that, you know. So it, sometimes it's really hard when you invest a lot of time in relationship, in, you know, onboarding uh, pr procedure and everything and uh, people leave uh, really soon because you know they expected maybe something different you know mm -hmm. so it's hard but that's the reality and um, yeah you have to polish your own processes to avoid uh, those situations yeah i think it's very well said it's uh, it's on both sides it's not only the employer uh, responsible for the hiring or making the decision not to hire. It's like both two people uh, in the room uh, make the agreement, basically. So it's always, you know, the employee's responsibility too. But sometimes, yeah, it's it's really hard. It's uh, you don't have uh, the interviews usually last an hour or longer. It's not a week uh, living together, so it's very difficult, you know, to assess everything. So maybe sometimes it's a little bit uh, disappointment because uh, both sides maybe had expectations. But it is as it is, right? So when you see a little bit later that, that there is not a match, you can go and, and move on and then yeah. live, you know, and find a better place or the better matching candidate. Yeah, exactly. At least you have to learn from, from that, you know, situation and uh, get a feedback and try to prepare, you know, uh, your uh, routine in a better way for the future. Yeah. And, you know, to be even more passionate because if, you know, the person just didn't believe in your vision, in your, you know, mission or, you know, business goals mm -hmm. uh, or other activities. So, yeah, you fail as well. So you have to be better then. Yeah, but it's again, it's maybe it's not for everyone to believe in your mission because different people have different beliefs, right? For sure. That's true. It's impossible to convince everyone <laughs> that this is the best thing you, you can do here. That's true. And do you see any difference, um, like how it was before COVID and, and how it is now in terms of building teams? Oh, yeah. It's a big, big challenge, I guess, for every company. And, um, you know, a lot of misunderstandings and a lot of miscommunication and a lot of thoughts. Because, yeah, nowadays it's not important to be like... Like uh, uh, for everybody in the same room, mm -hmm. because you know we work globally, and uh, offices in Vilnius or Konas or Berlin or, or other locations, or even someone working remotely. So it's a challenge 
you know, to organize work routine itself. But, uh, you know, if you are orientated, uh, you know, into the result and not per, not only into the processes, but mm-hmm. to achieve those results uh, and if everything is planned ahead. And uh, so it doesn't matter where I based, but COVID uh, made a big, big uh, change because, you know, people now uh, want uh, to stay more at home mm-hmm. because sometimes for some particular uh, positions, it's uh, very useful, for example, to be focused on your task, to write a copy, to prepare design, to read, uh, you know, or some analytical work. Mm-hmm. So that's true. But, you know, during the COVID and after the COVID, we lost a bit, uh, at least in my personal opinion, not like a team chemistry, but, you know, the, the feeling, the relatedness perhaps, because we didn't have before that, you know, anything in our heads, like it's even possible to be you know, less like five days together, you know. So I think it's getting better and you have to be even better as an organizer of the work and, you know, the leader to bring that team chemistry and the relatedness even in a higher level. So sometimes it costs more, but, you know, this is what we got after COVID. And uh, I believe that in the end of the day, we learn a lot, uh, like, uh, you know, the global community, Mm -hmm. uh, that we can, you know, think more about uh, both uh, parts, like employees and employer. So, yeah. We will see where we go, where we, where we will go, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but it takes time. Is there a hybrid work model or uh, w- w- now people are working remotely or uh, a- an office? How do you organize everything now? Yeah, it's a hybrid model. Some guys are coming uh, to the office daily. Uh, some are working, you know, uh, remotely. And, you know, we we try to launch cross-functional teams that would be like together at least in one city. So mm-hmm. it's easier to, to, to come together, you know, for brainstorming sessions, for, you know, some meetings and, you know, to spend some time together. Uh, but it's not always the case. It's really hard, you know, to have just uh, the whole team in one location. So sometimes you have, you know, team member working in Vilnius, other from Konos, the third one in Berlin, and then remote guys from Poland or England or, or United States. Uh, so it's, yeah hybrid model. Are there any rules or is it on people and whether to come to office or not? Uh, more it's on people and we just recommend to, to come at least three days per week uh, because of the uh, you know general vibe of the mm-hmm. company. Uh, but it's up to people and you know the most important thing is always result you know you, you have to you have to deliver and uh, if you are not coming so you know maybe something is wrong it's not necessarily you know the the fact that that uh, person is working you know from other location but sometimes it's related mm-hmm. okay okay and what what was the biggest challenge for you as uh, the head uh, of the team and and quite a big team when during these changes you know you work an office and then you have to start uh, people start working remotely now it's pretty flexible uh, what what are the most challenging things for you to deal with uh, yeah it's a really good question you know as i remember the f- the first quarantine the f- first weeks of COVID, you know, it was a bit uh, interesting to be so much at home Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
work really focused and it it seemed that you know we became even more productive yeah <laughs> but it was just only at the beginning and uh, afterwards you know socializing the, the fact that we lost socializing and we stopped dancing as, as there is one song uh, so it's really hard and uh, mm-hmm. but uh, overall it wasn't a big challenge in terms of processes perhaps because you know we already had the infrastructure, you know. Uh, it's really easy to connect people, uh, you know, in Zoom or, or Google Hangouts. Mm-hmm. You know, we use Slack, we use emails, other, uh, you know, networking tools. Uh, it's easy to, uh, to to get access, you know, to, to your uh, roadmap or, or tasks. So, you know, it wasn't a big challenge, but the part of losing socializing maybe was the biggest challenge, I, c- I would say, you know. How did this uh, loss of socializing affected people? Was it easy to recover afterwards? Or did you see that, you know, something changed and uh, now the team is different? Maybe, I don't know, something for better or for worse? Yeah, you know, I think that some people lost the feeling and the relatedness with the company or, or goals itself, or uh, some people changed their own way of, of living, you know, and try, started to change their lifestyle or uh, started to look for the new opportunities or, you know, that was that was a bit hard mm-hmm. because, you know, when you don't know the future of the world uh, itself, yeah. sometimes you feel that, you know, why I need to work if, you know, shit is happening and, uh, you know, there is no future at all. Yeah. Yeah. But we tried to, you know, to work hard and uh, organized uh, some additional activities, uh, you know, inviting some professionals from, you know, medicine mm. to have some lectures to speak, you know, in front of everybody and uh, helping to uh, manage their own routine. Great. So it's, it, I think it's very important because it's not only... You know, these uh, changes, especially with COVID, but it's not only about the work life. It's uh, a lot of about the personal life. And if companies can take care about uh, their employees, emotional state, state of mind, it's a huge advantage. And I think it's a very good impact. And uh, you can create even higher loyalty of people because you you take care, you care, you know, when it's a bad period for everyone. Exactly. Great. So, and Jonas, so you are, I believe, the co-founder of one of the biggest and the most global uh, startup in Lithuania, which recently uh, became a unicorn. What would be your, I don't know, not not the greatest, but uh, what what is the takeaway? What is the uh, lesson or thing you would like to suggest for other startups, which are startup founders who are trying, you know, to become at the stage you are at, uh, what is mostly needed? Yeah, so, you know, the the ultimate success, you know, is combining a lot of different things, you know, and, uh, but uh, I, I think one of the most important part, you know, of running a business and trying to achieve something, you know, special is like, you know, you have to have a startup culture, but, uh, the mindset of you know businessmen mm-hmm. and we you know really worked hard establishing our own culture and you know caring people investing into them trying to 
to grow them, to increase their competence and so on. And on the same time, you know, you have to run a business. So you have to think about revenue streams mm -hmm. because, you know, it's sometimes not easy, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's easier to get a lot of money at the beginning and then, you know, be quite uh, like um, not in a rush and, you know, think carefully about everything. But you have to be in a rush. You have to test a lot. I, the idea is only, you know, 2% of success. 98% of success is, you know, execution. So you have to have the best optimization loop and uh, think about revenue streams because, you know, when you have revenue, you can uh, scale your company, you can bring more capital from, you know, other companies if you wish. And um, yeah, so that's probably the most important part. And I really wish for everybody, you know, care about that part uh, and then, you know, fix everything else around it. Great. Great. Thank you, Jonas. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing your stories and experiences. Thank you, Indra. And uh, yeah, always welcome. Nice to be here. And thank you to all the listeners for more podcasts. Please visit Jabra Live.